This week, our sponsor is the No Other Crack Podcast. Inception. We've decided to give ourselves some shameless self-promotion this week and ask you to save the date. Yes, No Other Crack crew, please mark Saturday the 8th of July off your calendars for a No Other Crack buster. Details will follow very soon. We're talking a big day out, hitting some of our favourite local pubs and grabbing a bite to eat. Almost like an adult school tour or a combined hen and stag do. Disclaimer, drinking is not a prerequisite. It's all about having the crack at your own pace. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're mad for the sesh. In which case, let loose. Myself, Marie and Darren are looking forward to getting together with our lovely listeners. We'll announce final details here next week and on social media at nootherkrack underscore pod on Instagram. But feel free to DM us or email us the.noc.podcast at gmail.com to put your name down for now. While we have you, can we ask you to keep rating and reviewing us on Spotify or wherever you listen? It really helps and we were very grateful. Thank you. And please share our podcast with any of your friends who might enjoy it. Thanks a million, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of No Other Crack Podcast. Good evening. <laughs> How are you this fine evening? I'm very good. What's the crack? Not much. I genuinely mean that because I've just walked in the door. <laughs> oh yes, we had no time for pleasantries this evening. So. Straight in. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a wild lot of crack. It's a beautiful sunny day. I presume you probably haven't much TV guide because you're in... House house mode. How dare you? Oh, maybe you. you <laughs> no, do. no, you're right. No, <laughs> by some miracle. <laughs> um. Okay, so I started watching a couple of evenings the obsession because I mentioned it like two weeks ago, and I was like, I'll see now what the crack was. You'd said you heard it wasn't great. Oh yes, obsession. I'd put up on the Instagram page to see was anyone watching it. Everyone seems to have the the same general view of consensus. It. Yeah, general consensus is. Snorefest. Oh, it's boring. But it's oh, it's so cringy. Oh, that's a pity. So cringy. But there's only four episodes in it, so I persevered for the mm. sake of the pod. Mm-hmm. But it's actually based on a 1990 novel by Josephine Hart called Damage, and there was a film out in 1992 mm-hmm. as well called the same name. But I I don't know what they were thinking with this series. It's just. So it's Charlie Murphy, mm. who we know. Who's a great actress. Great actress. And she is just, like, she just can't act sexy in oh, this, yeah. like. Mm. And, like, there's an opening scene where she's, like, eating an olive. And I'm like, well, maybe it's because I don't like olives. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and she's, like, popping the olive. I was like, oh. But they're, like, doing all these sultry looks at each other. And then the other guy, Richard Armitage, he plays kind of the love interest. So basically... Mm. This Richard Armitage, he plays uh, William, I think his name is. And he's like this really high profile surgeon from London. His son starts going out with a woman who is older than him. But William actually meets Anna at a, I don't know, some kind of event on. And their eyes lock across the room. And there just seems to have this, chemistry. well, they, they try and portray this sizzling chemistry, but mm. it's just... Not really there. 
No. Maybe that's the problem. The like, I actually two. was thinking, I was laughing, I was like, there'd be more chemistry between a Ken and a Barbie doll banging against each other and there's so many sex scenes and a lot of huffing and puffing and yeah (laughs) oh that's such a disappointment yeah not great I can't even think now actually what it was on Rotten Tomatoes but I would give it one ripe avocado oh gosh and the reason I would give it one is because I think yeah it would be great see to watch like goggle bops with people watching it. Oh, to just take the piss out of it. Yeah. Mm. Because there's one scene. I don't know. Have you seen anything about this? Mm. It's kind of gone viral. <clears throat> and it was trending on Twitter. The pillow. The pillow scene. No. Did you hear anything about this? No. Oh, Jesus, Marie. <laughs> I nearly watched I don't it even know. I crack. actually feel like I, I, I'm not a prude or anything. But like, I'm nearly embarrassed to say. So you man go. <laughs> should I say it? Should I continue? Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> basically your man <clears throat> the son and the doll goes away on holidays your man kind of follows them gains access to the hotel room starts sniffing the, the son like the dad the dad the dad the surgeon dude the papa papa okay <laughs> so he finds the room that they're staying in gains entry to it goes in starts sniffing pillows oh, <laughs> right and then he ends up just having a jolly old time with himself Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that just sounds so dreadful. Actually, you've probably seen Scout do similar things to pillows. <laughs> yes, he went through a pillow phase. All right, <laughs> there wasn't a cushion left in our house <laughs> in Mother County. Oh god! Yeah, so that that kind of that's the vibe. Went viral, yeah. And it's funny because your man Richard Armitage actually was quoted saying, "I." <laughs> I was really conscious that it shouldn't be comedic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how awkward was it for him? Yeah. God bless oh him. Oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, it kind of was in stitches. Yeah, well, at least it brought some humour. And mm-hmm. you're part of the whole discussion because a lot of people seem to watch it anyway, so... Yeah. 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 And it is trending, like, it's just yeah. one of those things. So, also, I had started watching... Married at First Sight Australia. Oh, I've heard about all these Married at First Sight and all so that like, jazz. I didn't realise, so this is the 10th season of Married at First Sight Australia. Mm. So it's a reality show? It is a reality show and it was originally a Dutch show. Oh. But this is kind of like, there's an American spin-off and, mm. but the Australian one seems to be really, really popular because there's always like mad drama in it. Mm. So started watching this, wasn't expecting much. Well, I'm bet into it. Mm. It's really popular. Yeah. But I was reading then a few facts about it. So like, basically it is what it says in the tin, married at first sight. People are like matched up. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of they put in what they look for in a person and then they're matched up with their personalities, blah, blah, blah. But they're seeing each other for the first time the day they get married. Mm. But there is actually a built in prenup. You have to oh, sign it before okay. you join the show, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. I was just reading about that. And then if you get divorced in a certain timeline, the show helps to pay for that. Oh, OK. Well, that's good that <laughs> there's really a security blanket. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was reading. So the Australian guy um, that produces it, Chris, Chris Colin, he's called. But he met his wife on a blind date. So he has such a belief and passion for the show. Mm-hmm. Like he firmly believes that it can work like. Mm. And there's a load of couples that are still together. 
what's good if it has that kind of yeah. success rate. But there's some of them you're just watching it and you're like, oh, this is a producer's dream. Just yeah. mad drama. Oh, I'd say like it's a good formula for drama. It is. Mm, <laughs> At the expense it, of their own sanity, like. Yeah. Should they know what they're letting well, themselves it, like. for, I suppose? Yeah. Um, so that's all I was really watching. And I'm continuing to watch How to Get Away with Murder. Mm. I'm on season three. It's a great show. Mm. Oh, well, you didn't fare too badly, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Respectable. Um, okay, so I'm not actually watching anything new as such. Um, I'm just watching the last ever series of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is brilliant. And then I was reading an article about it and it said on the article there was a big sticker, like a Rotten Tomatoes sticker on it. And it said <laughs> certified fresh. So I didn't realize this is like a whole thing on Rotten Tomatoes and something certified fresh. I'd kind of half seen it a few times. but I have I, seen it, but I have no idea what, what it, it means. means. So what it means is certified fresh. We might need this for a ripe avocado, Ooh, she's saying. Ripe avocados. <laughs> <laughs> certified fresh status is a special distinction awarded to the best reviewed movies and TV shows. In order to qualify, the movie or TV show must meet the following requirements. A consistent tomatometer <laughs> of 75% or higher. Oh. So that's like from actual like people, normal people reviewing it. Yes. And then at least five reviews from top critics. Five five-star reviews from top critics. Okay. So it has to be that combination of both to be certified fresh. So the current and final season of Mrs. Maisel is like certified, certified fresh. fresh. Yes. So for ripe avocados, we'd have to say like certified soft. <laughs> yes, the pep just pops out. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, so and I'm loving it. So I've watched like three episodes. The first three episodes are out on Amazon Prime and then we'll have to just watch it every week. So I'm enjoying that immensely. Um, continuing to watch Beef. On Netflix. Uh, now, it's been slightly marred this week by some quite dark controversy. One of Not one of the main actors, but an, an actor in it. So I don't want to even give him too much airtime, to be honest. Okay. But anyway, he's rapey and he's kind of tainted the whole thing now. But oh. as far as we are in it, his character's not as important. So I'm hoping I can enjoy just the last three or four episodes now because it's so good. It just every okay. episode it, the drama escalates and escalates and it's going to come to some penultimate like craziness very soon. Um, so I'd, I would still highly recommend it because it's not everybody else's fault that he's a creep. <laughs> um, and then I was reading a wee bit today and I forgot to write down the release date so maybe Darren will check that but it's the new Martin Scorsese film is out this year. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon. And Ooh. it's got Leonardo DiCaprio. I was just going to ask, was of he in course, it? Of course, naturally I'd be enough. shocked if he wasn't in it. Robert De Niro and Brendan Fraser. So, Ooh. yeah. And it's three hours and 26 minutes long. <laughs> and that's not even his longest movie. October 20th, 23rd. Oh, so it's oh. October 20th of this year. What's so we still have a good movie. The Irishman, and that's his last movie. Remember that thing with Robert De Niro that Where went straight were... to Netflix like two or three yes, years ago? and they like had CGI'd them a lot younger. Yeah, so okay. that was actually three minutes longer. <laughs> wow. Um, hmm. But this one is going straight to cinema. So okay. it's made by Apple. So it'll eventually make its way to Apple TV, but it will be in cinemas first. So that is an incredibly long set. 
But, it is in the cinema, yeah. Yeah, but it, like it sounds class. So the um, it's a movie adapted from a book by David Gran, a non-fiction book. So it's a true story centering on the real life FBI investigations into dozens of murders of indigenous Osage. Now I'm probably gonna have to look up the pronunciation of this, but indigenous Indian members of the 1920s. Oh, I've probably pronounced all of this wrong, but basically set in Oklahoma in the 1920s, there was people that were of indigenous origin mm-hmm. that lived where there was oil. Mm-hmm. So there was oil underneath their land. And so they then became very, very rich. And then other business people and tycoons in Oklahoma didn't like this at the time. And suddenly like, like up to 20 of these people from this indigenous community were murdered. Oh. And it was like never fully resolved. So the FBI went back to like figure out what happened and who murdered them or who was the instigator of it all. And it was all about oil. So it sounds very good. Oh, I'm looking forward brilliant. to that. Yeah. What's it called again? Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh. Yeah. So I would actually like to read the book beforehand. So we've plenty of time <laughs> before October. Yeah. So I think the book has the exact same name. I think the book is something like um Killers of the Flower Moon, something something FBA. Um so that's all my TV and movie guide. Very good. Um World Wide Web. Hmm. Do you want to kick it off or shall I? Oh, you work away. Hold I was just <laughs> um I had read a strange news article. I'm just pulling it up here. So, Bull on the Loose shot dead by police after charging at parents and children. Oh, God. Could you imagine, right? So, there was, this is in Cheshire, on yesterday. Residents and school pupils were warned to stay indoors after a bull went on a rampage in the village. There is a point to the story now, what I'm getting to. A rampaging bull has been shot dead by police after charging at people dropping their children off at school. So they were basically uh, told to stay indoors. Like this bull was just running around mental. Oh my God. Yeah. So they decided to shoot the animal, which was in a agitated state and presented a danger to the public. An eyewitness said he heard the commotion behind us and saw a bull charging up the avenue where his car was parked. Oh my good grief. Yeah, I just I would thought freak. I just thought it was terrifying. It but could so easily happen. Yeah. Like it really could. Well, I've never seen a bull in this. I've seen a bull like running mental, but it's in a field. Yeah, but not in public. Mm. So it got me thinking of were you ever at that Tully Boy farm in Roscommon? No. In Boyle in Roscommon, no? No. So I was there, well, I was there twice in a hen party. Um, it's just outside Carrick and Shannon, but there was mm. one time I was there. It was my friend Gronya's hen party. And like that, so they take you out and they do all these like farm related activities. Mm-hmm. But there's one where they take you like out in the middle of a field and they have, you know, those highland cows. Oh, yeah. With the big horns. Mm. So Gronya, my friend who was getting married, she was out and she had to like go out into the field. And next thing, this highland cow starts Charging at charging her. Charging at her like. Oh god. But those videos of oh, like it was geez, my heart's in my mouth thinking about it now. But it was just because the the farmer fellow that took us out in the tractor, he was shaking food, but apparently they wouldn't go near you. He was actually charging for the food. Yeah, that's the thing, and it Not just looks you. intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, you'd often see cows doing that if they see you at all. 
um, and they're hungry, they kind of just <laughs> presume that you're the farmer coming with their food. Yeah. And they start making for you. Yeah, and the sheep do that. Mm. It's not as bad when sheep do it, but... Because <laughs> I remember one time myself and Darren's younger brother and sister, Kelvin and Brona, we went for a walk way down to this beach across fields. <laughs> and the next thing goes, and like a big bull started making for us. But poor Kelvin like just lifted a bucket and started like banging at it to like <laughs> try and get them to go away from us. But they were probably like, oh, there's our food. And they kept coming. Oh, geez. And we had to just sprint and make our way over the fence. But oh, the bucket scary. did not help. And was I to <laughs> the bucket encouraged them? Yeah. Was I telling you the crack about um? So like where my home place is a mill, there's all like mountain goats come down. Oh. Was I telling you this yeah, crack? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, my brother was telling me the last time I was down, he came home from work one day, and there was a fell out driving along the lane in the car, and he had his children out in the field with giant nets trying to catch the goats. Oh my! What? <laughs> Oh my good god. Yeah, like they yeah. just wanted a pet goat. Yeah, I don't know what they were gonna do with the goats. They didn't get one anyway. I'd say not. Yeah, I wouldn't you know those big goats like mountain goats with the horns. Yeah. And They're quite scary as They're well. Fucking terrifying. Mm. Like uh, I would not try and catch one of their no. babies with a no big way. net. <laughs> no. People are strange, man. Yeah, so that's all really my worldwide web. <laughs> 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 it was animal related. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or mine? No, mine aren't really. Okay, one is a really nice, cute one. Oh. So this is a good TikTok account to follow if you want like a dopamine kind of hit of just, or even, I don't know. It's called Meat Cutes NYC. Every TikTok I mention is something to do with New York. But you know the way in a movie or a TV show when like the love interests or protagonists meet, it's called a meat cute. I did not. However, know that. they meet. That's always called in a book, film. TV when you show. said meet cute, I thought you meant M E A T. M E E T. Oh. Yeah. And uh, so this is really nice. It's this guy, and he's doing the usual like Vox Pop thing of just coming up to random couples in New York, and then he'd be like, Are you guys a couple? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like usually they're really standoffish at first, and then he'd be like, Can you just tell us a quick story about how you met? And they're usually older. And it's so funny to see how they flip from being like really pissed off to like melting and getting so into telling their story. There's really, really interesting ones. So like I sat, it's called Meet Cutes NYC and you could just go through it for about an hour because they're all really short, but the couples get so into it. Um, Like there was one about this train conductor at Grand Central Station and he like really, he just caught this woman's eye one day on her morning commute and he wanted her to get off at kind of his area in Grand Central Station and he was the main boss so he used to like reroute the train slightly (laughs) and uh, like eventually they did meet and they got married and they've been married for like 50 years that was so funny there's loads of nice ones it's really really good but it reminds me of um, like one of my favourite movies is When Harry Met Sally and you know in that at the start and in the middle and the end there's these little like real life interviews with older couples it's very like that are they real life couples? yeah they're real life I don't know did I think when I was watching it that they were staged actors pretending to be real life yeah Yeah, I remember looking it up and it was real life couples Um, and then the next not as nice at all um, World Wide Web was an article I saw on joe.ie 
today or Joe UK, but I'd say it's an American story and it's about passive aggressive tipping. So it's this article that's oh, gone no. viral about a man. How do you even do this, that? I know, right? So this man put up a Facebook status and it's gone viral for like how passive aggressive and horrible it is. So he says, so I took the wife out to dinner last night and we've always talked about doing this. We put five single dollars, obviously it is American, <laughs> out on the table at the beginning of dinner for the waiter slash waitress to see. Don't say anything to them. Oh, he's giving us advice of how to do it. Oh. If they mess up, you take a dollar away and so on. At the end of dinner, however much is left is their tip. I shit you not, you will receive the best service of your life. The waitress kept looking at it as if she was confused, but she played her cards right, did a great job and received the whole five bucks. Initially, I did take away a dollar because she forgot the bread, but she bounced back and gave us extra. Ha ha. All in all, a great evening with my love and a good dinner experiment we both wanted to see play out. Try it. You will be surprised. <laughs> oh, my God. What a dickhead, like. No harm, like $5. I know, like, what kind of tip is that as well? Especially that is in America. Yeah, that, sure. Yeah. Especially America. $5 is nada. Mm. So that's just doing the rounds now. I saw it up on Joe. Imagine you sitting at your table with a stack of euros. <laughs> yeah, they Boink. would be like, that's just atrocious. That's so rude. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I wish I had screenshotted some of the comments because the comments were just gold. But Well, is it rude actually? Because I think, I don't even think I'd notice if I was waiting stuff. Because <laughs> you're zooming around. Yeah, probably not. Like, no. Maybe in the America or North America where, like, you're so dependent on a tip, you might start to realize if they were making it super obvious. But you'd be like, I don't think it would affect your service because you'd be thinking, surely that's not their tip. That's <laughs> pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just um, an interesting story. Yeah. And then loads of it, because it was shared on Joe UK and Joe.ie. Lots of Irish and English people were getting annoyed, being like, I don't tip anyway. Like, I was kind of like, okay, really? that's besides the point. Yeah, but most people here wouldn't tip, which was bringing up loads of extra debate. Yeah, that is, like, I just feel karma. And I think as well, when you've worked as a waitress or you work in the hospitality hospitality industry, mm. you just know that, like, a tip is just nice, like. Yeah, especially, like, fine dining or going out for a proper oh, dinner. Geez, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then in the States, absolutely, because that's the only way you make money because you're making so little. Yeah. And it does affect, when you're in America, it definitely affects you being served at the bar. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. I remember yeah. even in Vegas, Darren, you could drink for free in Vegas as long as you're gambling. Uh, so like Darren was like, oh, but you have to tip them as well or they oh, will yeah, not come yeah, back yeah, to yeah. you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so. in the small print. <laughs> mm. So the tipping culture is a very interesting thing, but needless to say that post did not go down well. <laughs> um, recommendations. Mm, have you any I good have, ones? Oh, I'm so boring lately mm. with the painting. But anyway. More paint. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not paint. It's... Well, I kind of have two recommendations. So, at the minute, in the new house, paint and skirting mm -hmm. and boards and all like that. So, of all the painting I've ever done in my life, I've never used 
this this is going to be a great recommendation for anyone that's about to do a bit of painting. Okay. But to everyone else, you're probably like, <gasps> skip forward, just skip <laughs> forward. So you can get these trays. They're disposable trays that you put into your paint tray. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to wash your tray. Oh, yeah. Game now, changer. And I know maybe some people say, oh, that's wasteful and you're dumping. But see, when you're well, painting. You can recycle like, them. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. You can't. Are no, there, no, they're not cardboard, are they? No, they're not cardboard. They're like plastic. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but I thought, Jesus, I've washed enough paint trays in my life. So you just sit it in. And like when you're painting, skirting and that, that's the kind of mm. paint that's quite stodgy. Mm-hmm. And it's just been great because I just use one plastic tray and then I dump it. And then you're only doing it for like three or four days. Like That's great. Saves you a lot so of effort. Much handier. Mm, very efficient. It's a pro tip. Where did you get them? Got them in home base. Good stuff. And it actually says on the front of it, work smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Indeed. Because mm. it's so time consuming washing that like fair enough if you're painting walls. That's yeah. grand. Wash out your tray. Anyway, that's the boring recommendation over. No, so then practical. while I've been painting, I started listening to a new true crime podcast, mm-hmm. which I love a good true crime podcast. But it was actually recommended. One of the fellows at work had recommended it. So it's Partners in Crime. Mm. Have you heard about it? No. So it's Laura Whitmore. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you kind of half mentioned this to me one time. Did I? Yeah. Not on the pod. No, not on the pod. In no. real life. <laughs> yeah. So it's Laura Whitmore and her husband, Ian Sterling, who's mm. the voice. He's the narrator on... Love Island. Love Island. But their chemistry, as opposed to the two in the oh, show Obsession... They like, have it, real they chemistry. They just have great chem- chemistry and like banter. Mm-hmm. So it's very entertaining to listen to. Oh, and good. I actually listened to one today when I was painting, but it was the Scissor Sisters case. Oh yeah, from Ireland. Oh my I god, I did my horrific. thesis on that. You what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? 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 Uh, yeah. It was like when this what was for my undergrad. It was for com- whenever I was doing communications. Oh, so it was to compare right. how female criminals are represented in the media in comparison to male Funny criminals. Funny you say this. Well, you'll remember one of the quotes that one of the detectives had said. Mm. He spoke about how horrific the, you're like yes, I will. No, of course, how <laughs> horrific the crime was from the sister sisters. But he said, um, especially because it was women that done it. Yeah, that was the thing. It was yeah. oh my god, and like Ian obviously Sterling they were, and Laura Whitmore were like, rude. did they address that sexist? Yeah, mm. Mm. they were like it was a horrific crime. Why does it make a difference whether it was a woman or a man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the I thing. I'm not doing your to thesis one. on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't remember what the crime I because that was in two thousand and five. Yeah, wow, wow, was that? Mm, I can't remember what year, but I've been writing that dissertation maybe two thousand ten or something. Can't remember, but um, yeah, because the language used when journalists report on wow. female criminals in comparison to their male counterparts who commit. Equally harrowing crimes mm-hmm. is just atrocious. Yeah. Um, it's just like the modern day witch hunt. Like, now clearly they were, the crimes were heinous and they were awful, awful individuals, yeah. but their gender had nothing to do with that. Yeah. 
So yeah, you definitely should listen to that episode then. Mm, I must do. But disclaimer, it's horrific. But I'm sure you knew all that. Yeah, if anyone knows of that crime, then they know what they're in for. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't be eating a sausage but sandwich while listening. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, partners in crime, yeah, it's, it's just great. I like the way they cover it. There's good banter. Oh, good. That's a great recommendation. Good crack. Um, so that's all my recommendations. Okay, I don't have too many. So um, I just wanted to come back, to circle back to the John Patton garlic mayo. Because oh I don't God, think I, I ever... I got it oh, this did week. did you get it? I didn't want to mention it. Because uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever reviewed mine. So I think I did say that um, our friend Dean Gallagher, or Dean Maywood as some may know him as, had kindly gifted me some John Patton garlic mayo. (laughs) Wow, hashtag gifted. Yeah, oh my God, and it was divine, and it's my new favourite garlic mayo. Yeah, I didn't want to mention it because I thought I was being too repetitive (laughs) about (laughs) good old John Patton. But got the garlic mayonnaise, and we actually got a takeaway last night with pizza, and I used the John Patton garlic. Oh my God. I was ponging, but it was delicious. Yeah, it's very strong. Very pungent. Yes, but that's that's the best way. Really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. And I seen, what other sauce did they have? Because I've told you the taco sauce is lovely, but mm. is it south, Southern? Oh, I can't even remember now. Southwest. Southwest. Oh, that'd be nice. That looks nice as well. Mm. Yeah. We'll try the whole array of John Patton sauces. And then my last recommendation is just another quick one, but... Um, it's something you got me for Christmas. Oh, what did um, I get you? I can't remember. Remember you got me the kit from Maria with all the hair oh, products yeah. and the hedge hedgehog, hedgehog. hairbrush. Because I see that Maria, um, our friend who we constantly reference from New Alux Salon, has some hedgehog hairbrushes back in stock. They're amazing. And it reminded me because... Like for me and my daughter Clara, we both have messy, curly, tangly hair. And that's the only brush that mm-hmm. I've ever experienced that gets my tangles out in a really like seamless way. And the same for Clara. Like she quite likes having her hair brushed with it, whatever way. The straw bristles are just really like effective, but they don't Gentle. Rip, rip the scalp off you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's an epic hairbrush and the make is hedgehog. And you can get them from Maria in New Alux. I don't know. I don't. I won't even speak of anywhere else you may be able to get them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. They are a great job now, mm. actually. Yeah. Very, very good. So that's all the crack. Have you any trivia? I don't. I, I've just a little funny story. Oh, yes. Do tell. I just thought this was... <laughs> I thought this was quite cute. So a little bird was flying south for the winter. It was so cold, the bird froze and fell into the ground, into a large field. While he was lying there, a cow came by and dropped some dung on him. (laughs) (laughs) As the frozen bird lay there in the pile of cow dung, he began to realise how warm he was. The dung was actually thawing him out. He lay there all warm and happy and he soon began to sing for joy. A passing cat heard the bird singing and came to investigate. Following the sound, the cat discovered the bird under the cow- pile of cow dung and promptly dug him out and ate him. <laughs> so, do you want to know why you look shocked? The moral of the story is, like, you, just you when you think mor- life shit, it, it gets worse. No, there's three morals of the story. <laughs> okay, number one, not everyone who shits on you is your enemy. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Number two, not everyone... Who gets you out of shit is your friend. Oh. And number three, when you're in deep shit, it's best to keep your mouth shut. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Cute. I love it. That's cute. <laughs> Your, everything was very like cattle oriented. <laughs> 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 okay, oh. okay. Well, thanks to ourselves for sponsoring this week's episode. Pat and on the back. again, save the date, listeners, whether you're local or you could even travel to us. Eight, it? Eighth Saturday, of July. the 8th of July. And myself, Trish, and Darren will be there to greet you all for a bus tour of fun. Uh, we shall give you more details and chat to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.